Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. And welcome back to Damon and Ratto. Where is Damon, you say? Well, Damon's getting the day off. Larry Kruger sitting in for Damon and uh, today with uh, Ray and Damon and Ratto streaming live on YouTube. Head to YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game to watch us live and see uh, see what's going on inside the studio. Like and subscribe for yeah. all 95.7 The Game content on YouTube. All right, people lining up on the uh, on the guest are in the uh, phone lines here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. So people lined up. I have the question I want to get Ray's thoughts on and the audience. Why are the Giants always bridesmaids and never a bride when it comes to free agents? Well, you say they got Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger played fifty seven games last year. They gave him a three year forty million plus dollar deal. I mean, I. Um, to me, that was, I think, an overpay for a player who's hurt often. Uh, it may wind up being a good move, but I, you know, I, I can't look at that as like a huge hit, and I don't think the fan, Giants fans do either. They're kind of waiting for the next shoe to fall. And you know, when they didn't get Judge, it's like, well, maybe they'll get Bogerts. They didn't get Bogerts. Maybe they'll get Kenley Jansen, improve their pay. No, they didn't get Kenley Jansen. Maybe they'll get Nimmo. No, they didn't get Nimmo. Maybe they'll get Bellinger. No, they didn't get Bellinger. Do you see where I'm going? And basically, I'm just kind of wondering, what is it? Um, and the text line says, you know, they're too conservative. Farhan has been horrible at free agency. Uh, Sabian whiffed on superstar position players as well. Another guy, 209, says politics, San Francisco politics. Uh, not being a desirable place to raise a family in the ballpark. Um, MLB is possibly the only one of the four major leagues where most of the player roster or most of the players are conservative. Um, <laughs> 707 says, oh my God, are you guys really talking baseball in December? Well, we're just coming, you know, it's been a baseball week with the winter meetings going on. Some people say it's the money. Some say some people say it's the roster. Um, you know, I've heard people say that Kapler is no fun to play for. I don't know that to be true. What do you think, Ray? I mean, what is, is it, we love the Bay Area. You and I have lived here our whole lives. Um, many people in our listening audience think it's a great place to live. Progressive thinking and a uh, great place to live, great place to raise a family. But people from the outside world, 
either don't view it as such or is it have nothing to do with the Bay Area and has everything to do with the Giants don't have a competitive team right now? What do you with no real pillars, uh, young you know building block pillars to to build on going forward? What's the number one reason they're getting shunned? There isn't a number one reason. Every guy's got a different reason. Uh, for a lot of everyday players, it's the park. You can't you can't jack balls out. Other than twenty twenty one, when for whatever reason. Almost every player on the roster had a career year. This has not been a great place to hit a ball far. Um, they've tried to be in on guys who have found other reasons to go other places. Uh, Bryce Harper didn't want to play here. You know, he when he was free agent and the Giants made a run at him, he made it clear he, he wasn't interested in San Francisco. And... You know, any number of reasons for that. But they tend to get in on guys who they think are going to change what they are when a lot of players go, no, you are who you are. And I don't think it's so much the politics. I think the tax base is a bit of a concern. I mean... It doesn't seem like it bothers teams or guys from signing with the pods or, or Dodgers. No, but L.A. is a more is a warmer and more desirable place. And the the Padres are getting guys now because they are paying like they're like they're don't like they'll never run out of money. I mean the Padres are they came in overpaying on basically everybody they wanted to get. I mean when they traded for Juan Soto they said we'll clean out our minor league system because we want you. The Padres overpay cheerfully. And I don't consider that a bad thing, but they might have overpaid for Judge. I mean, we we kind of paid it as, oh, the Giants lost out to the Yankees. The Giants might not even have been the second choice. They probably were the third choice. No, they might not have been the second choice. And I I suspect that the only way Judge came here is if the, the, the Yankees had dropped out of the bidding entirely, which seems unlikely. Uh, but you don't think it's the politics, even though I would, no. if you made me guess, I'd say probably most of the players are conservative. And yeah, this but is I, but, not a conservative area. No, but you can you can work around that. I mean, just because none of them are going to go to a city council meeting, right? You know, they don't care, and they make so much money that it's not, you know. And it, well, we have to take send the kids to public school, but we don't like public school. You know that that's I don't think that's an issue. I think what it is more than anything else is that players get an idea of where they want to go fairly early on in the process, and the Giants aren't first on that list. And it's for differing reasons. Some guys don't like the ballpark. Some guys don't like that it's cold at night. Some guys, you know... Isn't that ironic? It is true, though, what you're saying about cold, because there are people that play in Chicago, and they'll wear they'll wear ski caps until May 1st. They don't think anything of it. But a cold day in July in San Francisco, it's like, how dare you be cold in July? No, it's the cold, damp night. Yeah, that sits on your fly ball and you're standing out in the outfield and it's just windy enough to be annoying. Um, you know, look, they might have wanted to be in on Trey Turner, but Trey Turner said, I don't want to play on the West Coast. I mean, I just think it's different different reasons for different guys. Kapler, you think Kapler's a factor? No. they work. I mean, you think he's a, a net neutral? I think he's a net neutral. Really? I don't think he's a guy who attracts people. There. But people don't come for the manager anyway. You know, if you're going to make that level of money, right? 
you know, the manager, you're going to be in the lineup every day. So the manager's not going to be a problem for you. Um, I don't think the front office is that much. I just think that's, you know, they are not yet prepared to spend like the Padres for players. That's a big deal. Um, the ballpark is not conducive to power hitting, you know, power hitting everyday players. Uh, I think that's part of it. Should uh, they alter their ballpark to make themselves more attractive, or is that is that a non-starter in your mind? Because I I don't some, think, I'm some well, you got to ask this. They won you, three times with that ballpark being what it is. True, true. I think the truth is where they need to maybe focus all their energy or the bulk of their energy is not with the Aaron Judges of the world or the Carlos Correas. It's with the Chris Bassett's. It's with the Carlos Rodon's. You know, and make runs at starting pitchers. And the problem with making runs at starting pitchers is they're also, by large, they want long-term deals too. And long-term deals for pitchers scare most analytics-based baseball people. It scares me. I I love Carlos Rodon. All Giants fans who saw him this year loved him. Would you go seven years for Carlos Rodon? Hell no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go seven years for Carlos Rodon. But if the way, he, but the but if the way to win is to have the best rotation you can get and the best bullpen you can get, you have you have to eat that extra year. I know you got to consider. I, I I don't even think the the eleven year deal for Correa is good, but I think it's safer to go eleven years for Correa than it is to go seven years for Rodon. Um, you know, I, I don't even think the Giants are. I think the Giants are nominally in on Rodon. Lucas has said in my ear that the Giants did have an official offer for Brandon Nimmo. So once again, they got left as a prizeman. Let's hit the lines and see what but, Giants but, but fans have to before say. Before we go to the lines, yeah. man, let, let's stall that offer as long as possible. <laughs> but Brandon Nimmo made it clear he wasn't. You know, he wasn't that keen on leaving New York anyway. Right. So the Giants being in on him, it's largely a defensive move, which is to say, hey, if you're interested in leaving, we're interested in having you. But he clearly wasn't interested in leaving, and the Mets weren't interested in letting him leave because I think that was an overpay. I don't think it was Kapler. I don't think it's the politics. I don't think it's uh, the dimensions of the park or the Hall of Fame. I think it's players scout this out better than we do, and they don't think the Giants are going to win. And I think that's that's my guess. But let's go, let's see what people have to say. Let's go to Corda Madera. Rich is hanging out in Marin. He's with us on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Rich. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I guess I want to answer your question with a question. Me, if I'm Aaron Judge's agent, I'm thinking about things beyond baseball, meaning, um, you know advertising and promotions and you know the cover of video games and all that for me from a business standpoint representing Aaron Judge it seems that the image is easier to sell if Aaron Judge is in a Yankee uniform as opposed to a Giants uniform uh, so I'm wondering if if just from a business perspective you guys think that um, you know maybe it's easier to sell a player that way and then I'm also wondering, do you think the division has anything to do with it? For players that want to win, coming to a division that has both the Dodgers and the Padres, coming to a, a quote-unquote, for lack of a better word, a starter team with a, a middle-of-nowhere roster, uh, doesn't really appeal to me. I'd rather go somewhere at least where I feel like I have a better chance to make the playoffs. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's interesting. That's probably true for now. It wasn't Appreciate necessarily true two or three years ago. Before the Padres started firing cash around, 
Right. I mean, they dug their way out of irrelevance by paying a massive amount for Manny Machado. Then they did it again for Fernando Tatis. Then they traded their entire farm system to get Juan Soto. And they're going to, you know, try to get him done long term, even though I think Soto's going to want to, you know, do a one year and then go deep. And there sounds like they're on the verge, the Padres, that is, of signing this Kodai Senga. Yeah, if they get him, and they also got Bogart, so... For for $280 million over 11 years. And the point is, they recognized that our greatest failing is we're stuck in the lower left-hand corner of the country with the Dodgers on top of us and the desert to the right of us and the Mexican border below us. We have only one thing we can do to become not just relevant, but a factor in the market. And that is to throw so much money around that they have to pay attention. I mean, that's that's what Philadelphia is doing. They are throwing tons of money around because they're surrounded to the north of them by big spenders and with the Mets and Yankees and to that, to the north of those guys, the guys who are the guys in, in Boston. So what's Philadelphia going to do to compete? They're going to they're going to splash cash around. Yeah, and they got like six guys in Philadelphia now making hundred million dollar deals. I think you're right, Ray. I don't think there is one answer to this for Judge. I think the answer is as much as I wanted him to come here, and I, you know, to me, I do. I agree with Dog saying that the Giants, by having a public pursuit of him, tease their fans. Uh, maybe it was inevitable, but, but I, I'll say this about Judge: nobody leaves New York when they're the toast of New York. That's why he didn't leave. Because he's not just a Yankee. He's the toast of New York City. And why would... who? Nobody... Robinson Cano left, but he was never the toast of New York City, like Aaron Judge, like Derek Jeter. If you're the toast of New York City, you're not leaving that. I think that's the number... You say to me, what do you, what's the number one reason you think Aaron Judge stayed in New York? Because he is the toast of that town, and that's a great spot to be in, and you don't leave that. Well, I mean, I mean that's certainly part of it. I mean, the, the Yankees were going to have to offend him to get him to leave. They didn't offend him. Simple as that. I mean, yet he got booed some, but people constructed a, a sandcastle out of that. Like, oh, Yankee fans don't appreciate Aaron Judge. They could have offended him by going public with the contract offer they made to him, but obviously... But they clearly came off of that, and they kept saying, please let us have the last offer, and... What judges people said was, well, we're not going to guarantee you that we'll listen to you one last time. But eventually they did. Yeah. People who, when you want to go to to a place, you're going to give that person the last offer. And so when he, the fact that he gave the Yankees a last offer, you know, kind of it showed his cards that he wanted to be there. And I think Hal Steinbrenner read it. He kind of confronted him and said, do you want to be here? Yes, I want to be here. All right, let's find a number. They did, and now he's he's a Yankee, and Giants fans are a little frustrated. Arthur's in Palo Alto wants to get in on this. Arthur, you're on uh, 95.7 The Game. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I was thinking that the, the main reason that the uh, free agents aren't signing with the Giants is because they want they want to win. They want to go into a, a situation where the, the team's already set up to win both now and in the future. And if you look at the Giants, they're just, not set up to win now nor in the future they have they have one foundational piece on their team uh currently and that's logan webb and they have one uh can't miss prospect in their farm system and that's kyle harrison and beyond that i mean it's mostly people who are 
replacement level or a little bit above replacement level. And they're just, they're just not a plug and play kind of team. Uh, if you look at where the free agents have been signing, was it the New York Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Padres? They all are sort of plug and play. You, you go into that system and you make, and you, you, you have a chance to win right off the bat and in the future. So, um, you know, if those other teams are offering the same kind of money or equal money to what the Giants are offering, like, why would they choose the Giants uh, over an opportunity to win? You know, it's a, it's a good point. So it's like, second, oh, go ahead. You haven't, you want to add to that? Oh, yeah. So I just one more thing. I, I just wanted to raise one question, uh, and then I'll, I'll take my answer offline. But um, wondering uh, when, if you're the Giants, if you strike out on this free agency market and don't really get to sign anyone big, when do you think about just tearing it all down, doing a rebuild, um, and uh, try to get prospects? Uh, you know, uh, trade all the assets that, that are tradable, maybe if... Uh, uh, you know, at the trade deadline, the Giants are still mediocre. Trade Hanniger, uh sign uh, as many reclamation projects as you can, and then polish them up, and then trade them too. You know, and that's it's what they, they yeah. that's what last year's roster was. But but they didn't follow through because in July, when he had an opportunity to engage teams on on moving Carlos Rodon, he fell in love with Carlos Rodon. Couldn't you know? Basically, said, "I'll take draft pick compensation." And I, draft pick compensation means you're getting somebody next June who's at a high school or college, and that guy's not going to impact your situation for several years, where if you traded him, you might have gotten a triple-A guy or a double-A guy, and that guy might be ready to help you sooner. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like Farhan last year missed an opportunity with Rodon to maybe get a couple prospects. No, I I think that they wanted to keep him. I don't think... I, I think they wanted to keep him because they looked at him and said... You're going to be the centerpiece of our rotation. You think Not they want to resign him? What? You think they they want to keep him trade wise because they planned on resigning him this yeah. offseason? Yeah. Where's that going? It seems like they're only nominally in it. Well, we don't. Maybe know. I'm wrong by that. Yeah, we don't That's know if perception. They, how how nominally they're in it. I mean, maybe they misread his eagerness to leave. But the fact that he hasn't signed yet only tells me that he still wants to play the market some. He might still come back, but the Giants are going to have to do the seven years. That's not. I don't think I would do that. And maybe, well, maybe you don't. But then you know what you end up with? You end up with a team that doesn't hit very much, and you don't have a very good pitching staff. And at some point, you have to accept the fact that the market has run away from you. It kind of makes me wonder, Ray, if they were if they go seven years on Rodon, couldn't you make the argument that they should have just paid Kevin Gosman? Because Gosman wanted five years, and they said, you know, we don't want to, you want five years at 22 million. We, we don't want to go five years. We want to go two years, 44 million, with an opt out out of the first year for Carlos Rodon, because we don't want that much risk out there. So they went for Rodon. He had a good year, and he surfed it to free agency. Now he's leaving. I, I don't but think they want to go long term on a starter. You, the, you, you, you can sometimes misread where the market's going. And by that, I mean, there are more and more players who are insisting on much longer term than they used to. Uh, when guys are, you know, when when guys are thirty and thirty one, they're saying, "I want ten years. I I want the Albert Pujols deal. I don't care if you don't like it. That's what I want." And they're getting it now. You know, they, this is a relatively new phenomenon. Everybody thought after the the Pujols deal cratered on the Angels that teams would never go for that again. Well, within a couple of years, they did. 
just shows how much money there is in the game. Well, it's not just money, but it's the it's this desire for term that is suddenly becoming more important to players than it used to be. But you can ask for it, but now they're getting it. Well, but that's my point. I mean, the the market is driving where the Carlos Rodon deal is going to be. I agree with you that signing a pitcher for seven years is dangerous. But if you need the pitcher that badly, and somebody else is saying, we'll give you a seven, you, you, know, you fish or cut bait. You've seen the money that is being thrown out to the shortstops. Trey Turner got an 11-year deal. Uh, Bogerts, I think, got an 11-year deal. Do you we, we you know we focused a lot this week on Giants didn't get Aaron Judge oh my God their fans are losing it uh, I, you know I mean guys like myself are like what the heck but look at the alternative do you want Carlos Correa for eleven years I mean I know he's twenty eight but is Carlos Correa at age thirty seven thirty eight thirty nine going to be worth the kind of money and the and uh, you know that they're going to have to commit to him I mean like. Yeah. They're gonna. Ha- I guess. I, I guess if you want to play in the free agent waters, it's almost like you have to just acknowledge that you're gonna have two or three kind of throwaway years at the end of the deal. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. I mean, the more. Angels got six throwaway years with right. with Pujols. No, it's it's if you're management, it's the crappy part of the deal. But you don't worry about twenty thirty three until you get to twenty thirty one. You don't sweat that out. You're talking about winning the next pennant. Because otherwise, you're rebuilding. And the only thing you do when you rebuild is you set yourself up for another rebuild when this one doesn't work in five years. (laughs) And that's the problem. Duck Sauce and Berkeley want to jump in. Duck Sauce, you're on 95.7 The Game. Love the handle. Hey. Hey. uh, uh, Thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a, a question um, it, I, I grew up in New Jersey as a kid. I grew up in New York, so I was a big Yankee fan. I was a big fan of the Pinstripes um, until I realized that they basically bought the best team. So the you know kid, I, they were my team. I didn't believe for a second, and please tell me that you really didn't believe for a second that Aaron Judge was going to leave New York. I, 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 that never made any sense to me. Nobody could throw enough money. It's New York. It was reported, though, Duck Sauce, that he was bitter, that they went public, and who knows how, you know, who knows if that was legit. I don't I don't know Aaron Judge. I don't know, you know, how he took that. I've never had a conversation with him, so I had no way to really gauge that. I, as a Giants fan, as somebody who grew up watching the Giants and watched them last year and fell asleep watching them last year because they were so freaking boring, I was just... I was just hoping that they would attract somebody like Judge, just simply because they would be more watchable. I mean, selfishly, I was just like, I didn't even really think the Giants necessarily would win with Aaron Judge. I just thought they would be a lot better show. And since I'm going to commit all these couch hours to watching it, I was hoping for a better show. No, I mean, look, the truth is, I mean, in terms of what fans think and what they read, they're always reading it from the, how can I get what I want here? And the only thing that was going to cause Aaron Judge to leave New York is if the Yankees said, we're not interested. You know, we're not interested at your price point. We're not giving you, you know, nine years and $360 million. 
we're out. It's the only way that he leaves. And at that point, I'm the Mets. I'm going, I'll give you a 9 and 360. You can. You don't even have to move from your apartment. You know, you're home free here. So the Giants were going to have to, A, pay more than they thought he was worth and hope that the Yankees were willing to walk away. It was a long shot. I mean, I didn't think they had much of a shot either. But you don't not take the shot. Because the only thing worse than having to tell your fans, we went after him and didn't get him, is, eh, we didn't bother. Right. And it's $60 to park. And it's $38 for a crab sandwich that you can put on layaway. I mean, but, yeah. But, I mean, the, I mean, but that that's beside the point. It, cause it's, the, you're paying top freight, but we're not bidding for top guys. That's what I'm saying. You have to. You, I think you have to bid bid on top guys if you're going to charge top dollar. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be in the game. Yeah, to make people believe that they're worth going to see your game. Good stuff. A lot of good. A lot of good opinions right there on uh, on and the some poor ones, Judge, and some bad ones. Some really, really, really ugly bad opinions. All right, we're sponsored by Outdoor Supply Hardware. What is going on with the Warriors' usage of James Wiseman? Steve Kerr is going to join us top of the hour. I get some thoughts on Wiseman. I'll share with Ray coming up next on ninety five seven The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Larry Kruger sitting in for Damon on this Friday. Hope everybody's having a great end of your week. Getting ready for the weekend. Football Fridays are sponsored by the Jim Ursay Collection at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium tomorrow for free tickets. Visit JimUrsayCollection.com. Hmm. The Jim Ursay Collection. Does it include a pillowcase full of narcotics? Just wondering. Uh, that was that was cheap and tawdry. <laughs> yes, it was. But that's me. Does it include uh, a coach with no experience? Right. Exactly. Jeff Saturday can't do it. Oh man, people are losing their mind about. Then that. again, nobody can with that roster. Well, but you know, it's 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 amazing. It's like people brought up the Saturday thing, and you know, Bill Cowher and all these guys went to town. Oh, he has no experience. Dusty had no experience outside of the Arizona Fall League. And last I checked, he's a pretty good manager. He's been decent. I, oh, didn't but he, he was World a coach. Series? He was coach for a number of years. He was a coach, so but he never managed around. except for the Arizona Fall League. Okay, but and they gave him the manager job. Well, but at some point you have to get your first job, and if you're in major league dugouts as a coach, which he was, right, then you are you are more qualified. 
I thought, he, and I thought he did a great job in 1993. I thought Dusty had one of his best jobs, and and I remember talking to him about it. He said, "Hey, look, that first year, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I just tried. I went for the win every day." And they had a great pen with Burba and Jackson and, you know, Beck and these guys. And they had a great defense. I think there was got to be four or five gold glovers on that 93 team. They had an incredible offense. They won 103 games and the rest is history. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I want to transition talk a little bit about the Warriors. Warriors, you know, it's an interesting start, right? They're roughly, we're coming up on roughly the one-third one-third poll of the season, or the season's on the verge of being about a third of the way through. They're 26 games in. They're 13-13. and 13. They're awesome at home. They're bad on the road. They're 11-2 and two at home. They're 2-11 and 11 on the road. They played the Celtics Saturday night. Celtics are the best record in basketball. Saturday, 5-30, the Celtics are, and they get the best offense in the game. Tatum's having an MVP year, um, and I don't know what happened to the Warrior defense. They get no stops. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about them other than they don't they don't stop anybody. I mean, they got a pretty good offense. They don't have much of a defense. Golden State can score. Uh, they're fourth in the NBA in offense, 117 points a game. But they're fifth worst in the NBA on the other side of the floor, uh, allowing 116.4 a game. They cannot get stops defensively. Uh, James Wiseman's been a total zero. And so Kevon Looney is averaging 23 minutes a game, the most of his career. There's also reports out there that the Warriors are one of the teams that has a lot of interest in Yaka Pirtle. And I don't know if the, the, these are legitimate uh, rumors or not, um, but I did read this week that a guy named L.J. Ellis of Spurs Talk says that the Spurs like Moses Moody and wouldn't trade Pirtle for Moody, but that if the Warriors moved in some protected first-round picks with Moses Moody, maybe there would be a deal there. Uh, but they, this report says the Raptors and the Warriors are among the teams that have shown the most interest in Jakob Pirtle. Um, and that the Spurs aren't especially interested in Wiseman or Jonathan Kuminga. I don't know why. I mean, I understand, I guess, on Wiseman. Kuminga, I don't. But that they like Moses Moody, and they'd want more than Moody for Pirtle. But I read that today. Um, and obviously, you know, we've seen Golden State. They started slow. They've kind of regrouped. They've kind of found themselves. They had an ugly loss the other night where they just let one get away from them. But what do you make of James Wiseman? Second pick in the draft. 2020. It's now year three, and I, Ray, I don't know where you are on on Wiseman, so I'll just I'll just fire this right out of the shoot. I I think you have to play him and develop him or trade him. I don't think Golden State is going to. Last year they didn't do either. They didn't play him. They didn't develop him, and they won a title. I don't think that's happening this year. I don't think they're going to win a title this year without doing one or the other. Um, he got five minutes in a meaningless game against Utah. Why are you giving James Wiseman only five minutes in a game that, what does that matter in December against Utah? To me, it's sink or swim time for James Wiseman. If he's healthy and he's healthy, play him. I mean, I don't understand why Kerr, on a night where he's sitting three starters in early December against Utah, can't develop James Wiseman. You have to develop James Wiseman this year, or or I think you got to move him this year. Well, but here's the point. You don't get gifted minutes in hopes that you'll figure it out. 
You get the minutes you get, and you need to be good in the minutes you get so that you get more minutes. That's what you, that's what's happened with Kaminga. But five minutes was he so bad in those five that he, he wasn't that you had to take him off the floor and he wasn't playable on a night where you had a bunch of guys sitting. Well, I mean, they're I try, they're also trying to win the game. So I mean, the the Warriors' mo, rightly or wrongly, and I think rightly more than not, is you have to earn your minutes, and if in those five minutes they didn't see enough of what they're asking from him, then and he doesn't get any more minutes. I mean, it's not like they don't want him to play. They gave him a ton of minutes a couple of years ago without earning it. Well, no, because they were a bad team, and then he got hurt. I mean, they had they didn't have a choice two years ago. They were not good, and he was the second pick. And when you have a bad team, the second pick in the draft is going to get run. Well, last year, he, you know, he was hurt all year. This year, they have aspirations. And it's still, they haven't even hit the one-third mark of their season. But games matter because you don't want to spend the year, you know, fighting for a play-in spot. So all those games matter. But more importantly, if you're talking about developing James Weissman, doing it will give you minutes and hope for the best is completely ass-backwards. It's the minutes we give you Show us something so we can give you more. How about this as a plan? Put him in the G League until he gets rolling to the point where he's got tremendous momentum, and then promote him and play him. Because it's the same problem. The reason why he played in was in Utah is because they were down three guys. They needed the bodies, but they still didn't give him more than five minutes. But this, he didn't show. He didn't show that he had more than five minutes where they could trust him. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the regular season. You don't write off the rest of the year in the start of December. Right. And what you're trying to do if you're developing a guy is show us in the minutes we give you that we can give you some more in the second half. And that maybe your your time in the G League will be shorter. He's got to hit the ground running. That's on him. Jonathan Kaminga, who three weeks ago was buried has all of a sudden become a guy who gets 25, 28 minutes a game because when they put him in in those eight-minute spurts, he showed something to them. So they gave him more. He showed him more. And now he's, you know, he's part of the rotation. Yeah. That's how it works. It doesn't work the other way around. You don't just go, well, we're going to play in. Hope for the best. I hear you. I hear you. It just, you and, can't, and Kaminga can't, you looks can't great right the now. Way. He's defending without fouling, and he's really coming on. I, I love what yeah. I'm seeing out of Kaminga, but I just look at James Wiseman, and I'm looking at the Warriors, and I'm thinking, hmm, can they win a title this year if James Wiseman doesn't give them anything and they don't trade him for anything? And I don't, They won a title last year with that very, with that very dynamic. Right. But it was a different roster, and I don't think they can this year. Well, I, I, but I agree with you, Ray, in that here's when the, he's on the floor, the Warriors are a worse team. Offensively, they're worse, and defensively, they're worse. Well, they're, then they're, there's the answer to your question. But if but he here's makes the, here's you the worse, thing, Ray, you, you can win the title. I think Golden State can win the title out of any seed in the West. So isn't isn't his development somehow, whether it's in the G League or at the NBA level, as important as some of these games? No. These regular season games now? No, the games are the most important thing. But I, but, it's but a, you because listen, that, if you're a made guy, you can be load managed. If you're not a made guy, and he's not a made guy yet, you need to make the most of all every minute you get. 
That's the deal. That's how that's how Poole dug his way out of the doghouse. That's how Kaminga's digging his way out of his doghouse. And if Moody ever gets that done, that's that'll be how he digs his way out. And if Wiseman never digs his way out, he'll be in Orlando. And then there will be another guy that they draft. Yeah. And another guy after that. There, There's an endless supply of players. I mean, the problem, and Draymond Green is the guy who said this. So I'm not trying to take any credit for it, but he says, it's harder to be a rookie on a good team. No doubt. Because the system's already in place, so you have to meld yourself to the system. And your playing time is restricted by the guys and guys ahead of you. It's You don't just go, well... We're going to give you 25 minutes a night because we just hope you'll be good. They did that two years ago, and it didn't work. And I think Steve Kerr made a mental note. He just says, we're not going to guy give guys minutes for free. It's interesting, though. That's exactly what the 49ers were doing with Trey Lance. Yeah. And if Trey Lance hadn't gotten hurt, how long do you think it would have been before they yanked him? Well, I don't know because I don't know what he would have played like. I mean, just it's you know, yeah. Who, who, who we only, know? We I mean, got the glimpses. You know, maybe they, got. maybe they, maybe they, maybe they don't lose to Denver. You know, I mean, you know, look, the the 49ers made a calculated gamble that so far has been a failure. Doesn't mean that they're cutting bait on Lance, but the reason why they brought Garoppolo back against their own wishes and plans was because they couldn't trust Lance to, to to handle the gig without them worrying about it. I mean, trying to trade a guy, not being able to trade him, and then signing him to come back is an unusual move. So what they've seen from Lance so far has not given them comfort. That's why they brought Garoppolo back. And then when Lance went down, you know, they said, well, at least we've got the backup that we're used to and can feel okay in. And Garoppolo's been better than that. So, you know, it's just because you draft a guy doesn't mean you are committed to him for life. Sometimes you just have to admit, we got that one wrong. And again, I'm not saying that they got Lance wrong, but it is clear by the fact that they brought Garoppolo back that they weren't completely comfortable handing Lance the keys and leaving Nate Sudfeld as the backup. It's just, it's so, these are such interesting situations because the 49ers obviously drafted Lance because they liked Lance and the Warriors did the same with Wiseman. But I, I can't see the Niners ever giving Lance the kind of ramp up period that he's going to need to develop. And I don't know that James Wiseman is going to be able to play at the efficiency level that the Warriors need for him to get minutes on this team. And I, to me, I just it seems like both teams, the Warriors and the Niners, have these very valuable assets that they're devaluing by the minute. Or maybe they're devaluing themselves. At least in the case of Wiseman. They're being probably, devalued. No, but you have to be able to, when... When the opportunity comes, you have to hit the ground running. Yeah, that's no, not a choice. And the fact is, sometimes you guess wrong on a guy. Do you think that's the deal with James Wiseman? Do you it think might they guess be. wrong? It might be because when you get Ray, when you look at the numbers, when he's on the floor, Warriors, as I said, worse offensively, worse defensively. So why Shocking. would you give? Him, so why would you give him more minutes? Well, I know. I mean, I I, I see that argument. 
Golden State's also a worse rebounding team with Wiseman on the floor, and they get destroyed on the offensive glass when he's on the floor. He's had a zero or negative rating in like 38 of his 50 career games. So you, so what's the obvious judgment you have to make from that? Until, until he can reverse that. It's G League time. Yeah, until he can reverse that, yeah, it's G League time. But the other interesting interesting aspect of the Wiseman, um, you know, trial is that Steph, who's having an amazing year, and obviously, I mean, that's another issue is that the Warriors cannot waste, uh, you know, Steph Curry and you know Steph Curry's age thirty four season trying to kind of find things out and figure out who they are. But Wiseman, they're worse. You know, Steph's worse when Wiseman's on the floor. Than when he's not on the floor. Then, you've made, then you, what you've done is you've made a ton of compelling arguments why you don't give him minutes. Right, but I mean, I guess the question is, how does it ever evolve? Because they sent him to the G League. He went for 15 and 10 on average in seven G League games. Um, and then they brought him up they because him they up, were down three guys. And they didn't give him any minutes. No, they gave him five minutes. And look... Like, they've decided in that five minutes? No, they so, haven't decided. But they I mean, just for said that they, night? For that night, they just said, we can't trust him. And then they sent him back down. He was there as an emergency. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I don't think the plan was he gets seven games, and once he looks good, we're bringing him back, and we're going to throw minutes at him. He was a stopgap for one night, and then they sent him back down with Baldwin and Rollins, which I think was the plan all along. It just, you know, you don't have to justify... The draft choice every night. The draft choice has to justify the draft choice. No, I know. You're putting the emphasis on him and what he's not doing, and I'm looking at their situation as the owners of the asset going, how are they maximizing their asset or what's not, their that, that plan You can't to? look at it as maximizing the asset. You have to look at it as how is the asset maximizing our need for him? How much patience will they show? He's had, he's had a zero or a negative rating in like 36 of his 50 career games. So he's consistently falling beneath the expectation. But How they, long will they go with him, Ray, before they say, you know what? We got to ship this guy off and get a couple pieces that can help us. Otherwise, we're not good enough to win this year. But here's me, the do thing. you think if, they're good enough to win this year if he doesn't develop and doesn't get into the rotation and I, isn't swapped out? I think, truthfully, they don't have to make a decision on him. Because I don't think he is central to their success or failure. The fact is, they have won without a dominant center presence since Kerr got here. He played on teams that didn't have a dominant center presence. They work around it. Now, the reason why you want to value Weissman is because eventually these guys are going to age out. But they're not aging out yet. And maybe... It just happens that Wiseman doesn't get it by the time his contract is done, and they just move on. Yeah, I mean, just the, and, the Warriors. And let's are, be honest: if he's playing the way you say the numbers suggest he's playing, right, which isn't good, his market value is nil anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know about nil. It's you, there, there's somebody that's going to say, "Hey, this guy's seven one. He's twenty. Yeah, but are they going to give like these? Two, you know, yeah. future prospects for that? No, they're going to get him on the cheap. His value's low. If they sold him yeah. right now, they'd be selling low. Well, exactly. So that's the point. I mean, they're trying to get it so that you know he can either be trusted with minutes, so that he becomes 
part of their future or that he can be trusted with minutes so that somebody else will fall in love with him. But if he can't be trusted with minutes, he doesn't have a value to them or other teams. Last year's team had GP2. Last year's team had Nemanja Bialica. Last year's team had Otto Porter. Yeah, those guys that's are the, now. That's one of the. That's one of those aren't here biggest, anymore. Yeah, that's one of the biggest shortcomings they have this year is they don't have those transitional guys who can give you twenty five to twenty eight and and hold their own. And don't forget, people would complain about the second unit then too. Right. But you know, Jamichael Green has not turned out well so far. Ty Jerome has not turned out well so far. So what's their bench? When Kaminga's not starting, it's him. When Poole's not starting, it's him. The end. They you need know, a maybe, lot on the bench. I mean, they need they need guys who can move the basketball on the bench. I don't see it. I don't see shooters. No, I don't see. I think this team is desperately needing another perimeter defender on that no, second yeah. unit. But right now they don't have that, and they don't have a way to get to it. Unless so they want to so trade, you just eat it. Unless they want to trade their three young guys or some combination of their three young guys for a piece or two. Do you, I guess the question is this. Do you think they could go status quo, Ray, and just keep Wiseman in the G League, maybe introduce Kuminga and Moody more and more and more as the season goes on, get those guys into the rotation? Do they have enough without Wiseman and without moving Wiseman with just what they have right now to contend for a title this year, in your opinion? That's not a question they have to confront right now. As that far is as a question that, that you have to confront. No, I, I'll confront it. Uh, I don't know. But they have they have to deal with today's problem today. You know, they'll spend all the time between games sitting up in the office talking about, oh, what do we do about this guy in six months? Six months isn't here yet. You know, they have yet to play their 27th game, which means they have not played a third of their season yet. They don't have to worry about, well, can they contend for a title? They have to get into the playoffs first. Um, you know, and it's, it's going to be it's going to be a tough slog with this team performing this way, but they are operating on the theory that they will be better. And so far, the glimmer of hope that they can point to is that their starting unit, when healthy, is still really good, and that they're showing that they're getting signs that Kaminga is going to be part, an integral part of the rotation. Which means now they go seven deep. You know, depending on how good DiVincenzo is, now that's eight. You know, I don't think they... Can they find one more I don't player? Think, right? I don't think they believe they're a finished product yet. And I don't think they planned on not being a finished product. But every once in a while, you get a hand where you you can't you can't win with it. But you can, you know, maybe bleed, bleed another guy's stack old dry by, you know, playing the hand correctly. What did you just, think of that rumor that I threw out that that said that they, you know, maybe the Spurs have interest in Moses Moody. If the Warriors would throw in some picks, would you well, where trade? All, Moses? Where are all these picks coming from? Well, I mean, I, you're right. I mean, they, you know, they're probably down picks. They probably only have a few picks over the next, you know, next uh, seven or eight drafts anyway that they could I probably mean, even move. But let's just say that you could move a protected pick or two in the future and Moses Moody and get a guy like Yaka Pirtle. Would that be the? Would you be interested in that move? Is Pirtle the kind of piece that, if added to this mix, could vault them into Celtics range? It could make them incrementally better. But the truth is, their, you know, their fate is tied to Curry, Draymond Green, Wiggins, Thompson. 
pool, Kaminga. Does Jakob Pertl make a significant difference? He's a piece, but I don't, you know, I don't know that A, he's a significant piece for them, and B, that there aren't other teams that would have a more crying need for Pertl and more stuff to, to deal that is appealing. Moody in a couple of picks, you wouldn't like the Warriors' picks. They're down in the draft. You know, they're going to be, I mean, unless you believe that they're going to be a lottery team, they're not. You know they're not appealing picks right off the top. No, for a team that and I don't quite know frankly that you could get for, for, for a for team the, for that. And let's face it, the Spurs want high draft picks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they they have one of the worst rosters in in the entire yeah. so, association. You know, so I don't think the Warriors can service their needs. Well, guy knows a lot about a lot of these topics. Is joining us next, Steve Kerr. But we're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Steve Kerr stopping by with uh, Ray and I next on ninety five seven. The game now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.